Broadcasting Network. Okay, uh, continue. Hi, podcasters, the music end of it. Anyway, to continue our jazz series, I want to move on to, um, to what's, uh, remember his name, Irving Berlin, who was a um, wonderful composer in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and jazz really took to him quite well. Uh, well now we've finished the Gershwins, and we're moving to our second composer, um, uh, Irving Berlin. Two, two, two. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Okay, welcome, podcasters. Say hello. Ray's on my right here. Hello. Oh, okay. I gave you a little light hello. Um, okay, well, we're continuing on our, our request, uh, our request, our quest for trying to understand um, higher consciousness. Now, I thought today maybe I ought to try to define it more. It's a kind of a vague uh term. People make of it what they want. 
So maybe I'm, I mean, I've thought about it today. How could I say it and use examples um, for this idea, this quality of consciousness, that consciousness is not just one level. There's different qualities and levels of consciousness. All right, so Ray and I are, and Gary, if he wants to join us, about uh, seeing this. We have to do this thing in this little equipment called a body, and it's a very important equipment, so we try to pay some attention to it. Um, Most of us lost contact with it. So we try on this show, and we asked our podcasters to join us uh, just to check out the posture, um, to feel like a, a sensation of your body, like as though your body is really there. I exist, I am here, and I feel a sensation of my body. Wherever we go, wherever we are sitting and waiting and even driving, that we have a sense of, I exist. Uh, for some way, somehow, I am here. And I can feel that vibration of that energy inside me. Okay, consciousness. Now, this is a big term battered around at every level, every tradition, every school. So I'm going to try to give it kind of a little twist and um, see if I can bring it into more clarity. As a rule, it's it's a kind of defined as an awareness, something we can feel beyond words. Now, consciousness means knowing together. Now, let me stop there. Something knows something, and as we progress on different levels and scales, we we know more, we know together. Parts of ourselves, something comes together. And we get a little higher. So it's another way to say it. Knowing together. You know, uh, from whatever preconditions, whatever the original conditions were, whatever the knowledge was at certain levels, uh, I'll, I'll take my knee surgery, you know, some 40 or 50 years ago. The way it was done, how they looked at it, today it's much different. It's a whole different view. They, they moved up into the quality of how to do that procedure. And that's in almost every field. I don't know, Ray, in your, in your world, the ways of doing things, is there any example in your world of some progression in the systems of in your work and how you do it? Well, sure. I mean, you know, it's construction. So you have new products all the time. Then you have man-made products that can take more weight and such structurally. Yeah. Everything else. You have additives. You have tons of stuff that ups the ante as far as better, more efficient, easier applications. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So that's it. I mean, listen, they didn't even have air tools that long ago. (laughs) You know, you'd have to hammer and nail everything, but I couldn't. You know what? I wouldn't do it. I mean, knowing what I know now. Uh Uh-huh. You know, there's nail guns that shoots everything. You know, you have four different nail guns, you're set. Yeah. Yes, that's interesting. Look how his job's been upgraded with all these different... Another point of view begins to develop. Gary, in the world of computers, well, this might be really an example. Uh, How about the thing called things upgrading to higher levels? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a very dramatic change. Uh, You know, it wasn't 
when I started college, the term podcast didn't exist. So. Wow. Hmm. What is that anyway? <laughs> yeah, so the term didn't even exist. Um, and then Jim coined podcasters, so, and that wasn't around either. <laughs> right. So... I think about the guys when I when I work on a structure, you know, for instance, I did a building AFI, which is in Los Angeles, and that place was built in 1907. And when you see the quality and workmanship in something like that, you know, some bungalow, 5,000 square feet, you know, that owned by a family, donated to the school, <laughs> it's just... Amazing, the craftsmanship back then. Mm-hmm. But the irony is, is, I don't think you could replicate it now. You could, you could, but you couldn't do it economically mm-hmm. because of how technology has progressed. And then you lose some of those like master craftsmen that were, you know, people don't plaster really anymore, especially interior. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a lost art. You know, all those things are are going the way of. The dinosaur, a lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, with the new technology. So it's kind of contradictory. Yeah. That's, uh, well, what, Gary, for you, um, so you, the podcast wasn't even invented. So when you first began, how, what was your journey with this thing called this new phenomenon in front of me? Do you remember how you had to learn it somehow from the bottom up? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, the term, the the idea of podcasts came about while I was in college. I was aware of them and, you know, what they were, not necessarily how they were done. Um, and then as I got out and podcasts became more and more popular and more mainstream, uh, and I became a big fan of your sons, I started looking into how that was done. And then I came here and a large percentage of my uh, training was done here on the job. On-the-job training. And has has that moved any levels? Uh, well, certainly it was a dramatic step up and, you know, from what I thought I knew when I came here to what I mm. know now and, and am able to do now, There's that's certainly a dramatic difference. Okay. So, podcasters, think of your life, things you're involved in, your profession. Think of the beginning of it. And almost begin to view like the the evolvement of what I'm learning and the changes that take place. I know in the something I'm working on right now for myself in my old age is trying to play trumpet at another level. Now the difference is that the beginning of this trumpet playing and this part of our jazz. Uh, history, too, is that it began with bugles, you know, it began with um, taps, very few notes played, you know, think of the horse race, you know, it's only about five or six notes, and the tr- putting the pistons on the trumpet, and, and then the evolution of it is that nobody could play it at that level yet, you know, so it had to learn, and there was a lot of limitations of it. One thing... Um, is that the register of it only went up to a certain level, high C, we called it. Uh, if you could play a high C, that's about as high as you're going to go on trumpet. And we had people say, uh-uh, 
We're going higher and higher until they actually play an octave higher than that, change the whole concept, uh, have many more notes at their availability of um, um, Marcellus and Louis Armstrong and Nino. Who, who was the guy that broke out? Who was the guy who was like, okay, this is the guy? Well, the guy that um, really uh, is a young Canadian guy. When I was, I remember seeing him for the first time when I was I don't know, 19 or 20, was Maynard Ferguson. Uh, he had a phenomenal register, and he had it right. So now they've had to begin to write things up at that level. Cat uh, Anderson of Duke Ellington, another trumpet player that raised the whole playing lead trumpet to another level. So therefore now the training. So now this high C, which is kind of why still where I am, or maybe I get up to a D, I don't have to playing those registers, so I have no demand to play in those high, high registers. Um, but um, so the involvement of that. So everything starts one way and moves then, and so does consciousness. So let's try to now understand this. So there's knowing, there's more organization moving, moving higher. So taking from a physiological side of it, or even neurological, um, they're like nerve cells at different levels. That's like a system, the nervous system. It's not just one thing. But they're nerve cells that, um, uh, we'll say, have different scales, different levels, um, right internally in our own being. I'm going to try to give them more examples of that. And um, a phenomenon, a way of helping to understand that, uh, the phenomenon of um, release that's uh, my old school days. Let me think. That was a that was an English neurologist. He says that when something at the top is beginning to, for some reason, let's say physical disease, uh, head damage, you know, concussions and different things, that these lower levels try almost like to rise up to like take its place. Um, you know, in, in general life, I remember during the war um, in those big naval battles that if the bridge was wiped out, you know, sometimes with one shell, the whole bridge with the captain and the leading uh, lieutenants and so on there, and so like the brains of the ship was kind of um, wiped out. Then others would have to come in to try to take their place, lower lieutenants who didn't have the experience of it really yet. And finally, if things really got bad, the guys in the engine room would have to go. Um, in other words, there's all these different levels. If you keep losing the top level, there's another level underneath. And the one underneath is not as um, knowledgeable. It's not really the engine room people weren't designed to do this other part, something like that. Um, so you, you see it at all levels. Let me give you one school level. When I was, when I, my first, you know, I was a traveling musician and realized I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't play that well, but enough that I, I was uh, doing some playing. But when I got married and to have a family and so forth, I needed some kind of profession. I couldn't depend on being a jazz trumpet player. You know, you'd, uh, Adam, you know, he would have nothing. He would be, I wonder what he'd look like today. <laughs> Uh, he'd be skinny, he'd have no food, he couldn't think any much anymore. They had to keep feeding the kid. Does he appreciate it? No. But we kept feeding him at the time. 
That was nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> I did without myself. I hardly ate. There was nothing for me to eat. I gave it to the kid. Remember that, Adam? I did away with my own just for the kid. Um, so um, uh, This is a different show, so go ahead. <laughs> so now, um, yeah, school teacher. So the, I, I, I became a school teacher just out of total... Um, trying to find some way to make a living. And I remember I started in some like little school in Eddington, Pennsylvania. It was right, I was back in Philadelphia, around that area. I got kind of one of my first teaching jobs at this like a little outlining district, you know, like three or four schools in the entire district. And um, and as the, me being the teacher, kind of the schoolmaster, and all these little kids in the room, I, for example, if I had to leave the room, and I'd say, you know, I forgot in the teacher's room, I forgot the, the dittos that I had for the class. So you, I'll give you the work, you're doing the work, and I'll just be five minutes. I'll be back in five minutes. So the schoolmaster left. So you remember when you were in school? Gary remembers that man. He was no angel. Um, well, that was like cause for revolt. <laughs> right. That was a revolt, ma'am. So I left running to the teacher's room to get this something, and boy, it came out. The bullies came out, spitballs all over the place, drawing pictures of me on the board. They had a lookout for when I came back. Um, now, by the time I came back, I was seeing, seeing these nice little quiet children. The, the boards were erased. The spitballs were picked up. And that's an example of it. Um, when the higher go, when the higher goes to sleep or leaves in any kind of way, the lower begins to take over. Gary, were you ever involved in anything like that? Oh, I can't believe How it. How dare you, Jim? How <laughs> dare you? I was a perfect little angel. Yeah, he was. We no, I, I was certainly, uh, I was certainly involved in that, and you know, even more so, I went out of my way to make sure that. I didn't get into those scenarios where I had to wait for the teacher to leave. I just made sure that, if if at all possible, I had, you know, a free period or a a sport or a mm -hmm. an associate, you know, a student government, a class that wasn't very serious, where there was no history or English teacher coming down on me to do my work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Okay, and you podcasters, you did some Ray. Now I know Ray, who was a mastermind. Yeah, I would pick pick teachers that I could manipulate, absolutely. Ah, mm -hmm. You know, so I could run show and stick to the lower and not go to college. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. Yeah, I did, I did really well at that. And then when you were a football player, you were allowed to register early. Ah. So you got to pick and choose your teachers. So I'd use the, you know, <laughs> athletic stuff to further my – or fur, ah. further – to deter my education. Right. <laughs> Good job. And by the way, no no parents involved uh, throughout. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, he's semi-bright. He should be doing a lot better. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, no like, hey, you know, hit the books or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like the child was running show. Yeah. But I was a pretty rank kid. Yeah, so Ray took advantage of that. He knows about the teachers and who he could use or being out of the room. Or, or who you can charm and who you couldn't. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, and the ones that you couldn't charm, then you'd make it a fight so you could get a transfer. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot. There was a lot going on. I mean, I had a government teacher where, and she was a. I'm pretty sure she was a um, lesbian, and I would sit front row and stare at her. Oh. And um, she got so freaked out that she had me transferred out of the class. Wow. I worked it well. I mean, and I think back on that, and I go, what, what are you doing? You know, why would you put this middle-aged woman on the blocks just for your own entertainment, more or less? It's kind of pathetic. Wow. Gary, I'm, I hate that your ears are even hearing this low material. God. Gary had that. He was in that room. That kid was quiet and teaching and learning. And yes, they hear Jim and Ray speak of the hoodlum times. Um, I remember in uh, vocational school, I was like put out of um, something called a regular high school, South Philadelphia High School. So incidentally, all you Philadelphians, you might remember that place, South Philly High. Uh, I, I couldn't even last a moment because I didn't really go to, I didn't go to elementary or junior high. I mean, I was there hiding, but I didn't learn anything. Um, so I went to a vocational school where they used to call the dummies who couldn't learn anything and who had to also support in their family, had to learn a trade. And they had um, car and mechanics and, and mostly a big tailoring because the Italians were tailors. So you went there and you learned. Um, so I was, anyway, one time, but so they had also a little kind of high school program, but nobody cared about it, uh, showed up or didn't show up. But one time some teacher gave, began to, uh, bother everybody about you should show up or something and they taught him a lesson he was on the fifth floor they both took one of his legs apiece the the, the, the Italian mafia guys and they hung him out the window and he was hanging there and the they teacher said, they did yeah, this the to. teacher they said now see Mr. I think I remember his name Mr. C um, now are you going to shut your mouth or do we have to drop you the second time? And he was scared. I don't know whatever happened to that poor guy. Gary, don't listen. God. He would, Gary, Gary's group holding the teacher out the window. They hung him out the window because he was bugging them to go to an to optional attend. extracurricular activity? Is that? <laughs> well, yeah. That, 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 I mean, attend class, period. They'd even right. go there. Maybe, maybe I was an angel after all because okay. that's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're like little hoodlums. Um, it was a world of, you know, muscle and and bullies and tough guys and so on. All right, so we went through the school part. Wait, and, what did you yeah. take at vocational school? Um, well, they, well, they they finally put me in a plastic. They call it a plastic. Plastics. Learning. So like the, before the graduate though, right? <laughs> right. Plastic. Oh God! So I was in there, and I, I didn't know what they already started. So they, 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 um, they said, "See, there's this little hole on the wall um, near the where you take the towels down. It probably needs um, you've plastered before, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must have plastered somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, I'd like your just simple job before we get. Into, I want you to go up there." And we get the mix. This is your first practical thing. 
and you learn to plaster that little, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know how. Was it plastics or plaster? No. Uh, the plastics was the shop, but they did little repairs. This was this was a way of um, kind of introducing me, and they were going to get somebody to help. So me. you were like Karate Kid, wax on, wax off. You were earning, earning your right to be in the plastic shop. Yeah, in the plastic shop. You know, and these kids were, um, you know, the, the, the poor kids in the, the world. Like they they knew how to fix things and so on. So I went up there and I thought that might be okay. It might even be interesting looking at the hole, getting get the plaster. Anyway, I kept messing around with it, but the hole kept getting bigger. <laughs> and now I felt, geez, what am I going to do? So a couple of guys noticed it, evil ones, and they said, "Jim, yeah, you need. To, yeah, I can see it's getting a little bigger that hole." I don't, um, well, we'll help. He doesn't. You know, we'll help you with the holes. Oh, good! They helped me with the hole. The little devils, but the little devils didn't help me with the hole. They made it bigger. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like my family. <laughs> so I said, "All right, Jim, come up, come up again here." No, I'm sorry, we couldn't get it smaller, but uh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. Anyway, it's getting quite big now. Oh God! Now what do I do? So here's a teacher busy at another thing. So, Corolla, how are you coming along with that hole? And then he looks up and he sees something that was that big. And my repair job now had it that the whole wall could have been taken down. <laughs> how do I even want to repair the wall of it? Um, that was my first use of my technical skills, which I'm still in the same place today. And so I haven't gotten any better with that. Um, um, yeah, so I, I said 10 plus, but I also had a little of a, uh, they started a music course. I was able to get in that and that was, that was, that was a help. Now, another thing about, um, the idea that, um, when the teacher's asleep, the kids do whatever they want, the lower, uh, comes up and begins to take over. It also goes on in our individual lives. Do you notice that um, the energy, as it begins to wane, as you become tired, uh, evening comes about, um, son, if you have a little of a depression, it begins to rise more now. When you had the energy and you were on the job somehow, you kept doing it. But as the evening comes on, you look forward to maybe I'll have my six-pack that I have in the refrigerator. Uh, maybe I'll just have a couple tonight. Or um, Something begins to deteriorate a little in our psyches. I know that happens for me. Uh, then I plan about maybe I, I could eat a little more tonight to make up for how I feel. Um, something begins to you become get sus- you, be- you become like susceptible to to you know the bad traits that you have, yeah, or not bad traits, but the the stuff that you're conditioned to doing almost from the past yeah that stuff that stuff that lurked under the surface and now's beginning to see an opening I don't know uh Gary, I don't know. 
If you have ever experienced that as the day wore on or fatigue or night, that something begins to come up in myself that's um, different or um, uh, all the intentions I have for other things begin to drop away, Uh, old kind of daydreams begin to come up. Do you ever have that experience, something like that? Uh, Sure. Sure, when you get really tired, I I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Like my old hat stuff will come up and, you know, if the routine of the day is over or whatever, and then, you know, I will have my allotted sum of beer or whatever. But then I find myself, I can go other places. And they're usually always dark. Dark. They're always, they're never, they're never of the take care of yourself, <laughs> do the right thing method. Right. They're always on the lamb because I got a lot of that from my dad. Or they're always, you know, hanging out with ill intent right and it's powerful and then you know you you think nothing of it unless you really you can catch it though i mean there is a possibility of catching it but it's never good Mm. you know it's the ex you know everybody's you know had that one too many story Mm -hmm. or like it's all from that it's all that that cloth Mm -hmm. yeah you know or like wake up in the morning and what happened Mm-hmm. What you do, you know, and there's a backlash to it too. Yeah, yeah. So pod- don't pretend like yeah. you haven't done that either, Gary. Mm-hmm. There's a pod <laughs> for the podcasters. Think of that um, in yourself. How the day might start, and de- let me give you like a typical kind of deterioration kind of thing. Um, all right, so I look in the morning or something, I see, oh, God, look, I'm getting that, my, that middle's getting a little bigger. And I begin to, like, begin to make promises to myself. I say, I, I really, I need to lose 10 big ones. I mean, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I just got to do it. So, look, it's no big deal. I know I can, I'll join the gym for the 13th time. I, I, we, know, we know about that part. I'll join the gym again, and I'll go on this kind of stringent diet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could just, you know, I'll just like things like just eat uh, cabbage. I'll eat cabbage day, night, morning, and afternoon. It won't bother me. I'll get used to it. I'll see that weight coming off. I'll love it. But you know what? I just thought of it. My birthday's next week. I better hold off on this a little bit. I mean, the stringent diet, of course, that would be too much for me. I love that Italian cake. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, but I'm going to do it. There's no doubt about that. It's going to happen. It's just, uh, I got, oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking after that, it's my niece's wedding. I should hold off a little longer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see. But we won't start it now. It'll be a little too long. Um, I'd say in about two months when I get all those obligations out of the way, then I'll <laughs> go on this cabbage diet. Does that sound familiar to anybody about these things we're going to do early? And and then when it comes up to the actual cabbage diet itself. Now I'm in a different mood. Feel different. I don't care about that. I'll, I'll come up with some other scheme. Something like begins to deteriorate. That first part doesn't hold up. Yeah, the follow-through is a tough one. Yeah, the follow-through. And one mood, I make goals. And the next mood, you're taking a nap. And the next mood, yeah. 
Hey, with that said, Jim, can we uh, get a word from our sponsors? Hey, everybody. If you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do, you know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. So anyway, we're down to the last five minutes. So the final line is, it would be something like this. If the action of the highest level of that nervous system or that teacher or whatever it is, if that weakens... The activity of the lower is released. That's the idea. The activity of the lower now begins to take over. And well, this is an, a, this is an important subject because we're all going through it at different levels, individually and, and um, in our own psyches, our own emotions, our own capacity to have any will, uh, how the will is strong at one moment and then another part of us comes up and the will disappears. Okay, so we're coming to the end of today. Our time has been a little. Uh, the um, podcasting studios got busy, been busy today, so we'll just um, I'll just have our half hour. So I'd say it's twenty nine minutes. So podcasters, we're going to continue with this. So I'd like to hear from you from it too about what do you go through um, about this lower and higher part. You can let us know about that. Okay, here we go. Number four. Make the quarter note feel good. One, two, one, two, three. Okay, folks, we're kind of coming to the end of the day. We'll call um, this broadcast the quality of consciousness. Um, And And are you? And what? And are you? And are you? Conscious. Conscious. Okay, so we know that there's scales of consciousness... And the one that, and also, why would the consciousness we just got through conditioned be the only consciousness? I mean, that doesn't even, that doesn't make sense. There's consciousness at levels, scales that are higher, and we're looking for them uh, slowly. Ba ba do dom, bam, bam. Let's look at your consciousness. <laughs> yeah, consciousness. Kind of a knowing awareness. So oh, you know what I'm talking about. Hmm? You know people of different levels of consciousness. Okay, now here's a little scat now. Here comes Ray. Okay, he did it in a different key. That's okay. I did? Yeah, it's slightly different. Let's see if we can get the tone. Let's do it one more time. Here we go. Listen to the first note. That's the sound. Is that a high C? Kind of get Ray in tune now. I sing this though. B B B B B B 
be. Okay, we're trying to get... Gary, can you get that? No, B. Nope. Oh, Gary. <laughs> oh, he could try that. See, this scatting makes everybody comfortable. <laughs> okay, Gary, don't want to try that. B. Hey, God, podcasters, you got a good ear, right? Try this No. B. Baboom, babe, baboom, babe. Hey, maybe you could scat. Hey, this is going to be for a pie. Bum, bum, ba, ba, do, dum. One, two. See you, podcasters. One, two, three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.